On today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, we have some morning leftovers between the game between the Avalanche and the Arizona Coyotes. And did what happened to the Vancouver Canucks Monday night in Minnesota change anything about the game between Vancouver and the Avalanche tonight? New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure you're following us on social media, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram and threads. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And make sure you're following us on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. And definitely subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that's in the show notes below. And when you do, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. We get your opinions on everything Avalanche-related and share it on this very podcast. Um, All right. Yesterday, we went a little bit long, so we didn't get to kind of look into the crystal ball and see how long this McKinnon record is going for this, this home point streak to start a season is ongoing. He's now solely in second place all time. The only one above him, the great Wayne Gretzky. Can he catch him? Is it possible? We'll, we'll, we'll have some fun with that. And yeah, if you didn't watch that Canucks and wild game, it was wild. Uh, We'll talk about that. And does that have any bearing now on how this game between the Abs and Canucks goes down? Uh, But we'll start quickly with our our morning leftovers, and we kind of do this a a full day following an Avalanche game and just kind of talk about the things that have stuck with us, good or bad or indifferent, uh, and that's obviously the game between uh, them and the Arizona Coyotes. So um, anything that sticks with you from that game, sir? Well, it, of course, the Avalanche once again outshot their problems that we mentioned. You know, these tiny little things like defense, goalie, blah, 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 blah. The mm-hmm. tiny little things that the Avalanche need to clean up. The Avalanche outshoot their problems. So I go back and I'm looking and seeing what the shots look like on this team. Do you happen to know what the top five shot producers on this team? Do you know that list? The first two are pretty Do- obvious. Okay, you mean just shots, like shots, shots in general, goal? shots, just shots, basically. Shots. Like, okay, um, on this team, yeah, okay, this year, Nathan and Miko would be one and two. Okay, can figure that out. Yep, Kale McCarr, number okay. three. All right, and now this is where we have this conversation about the depth being an issue. Mm-hmm. You know who sits at number four with four? Games played. Valerian Nichushkin. Okay. <clears throat> He's still number four. <laughs> right behind him, Devontae. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So wow. when we're talking right. about this being a top-line heavy team, and a lot of things rely on that, and why we always are pushing. When we talk about Nathan McKinnon and Mika Rantanen, very little on this podcast. We talk about the depth <laughs> and mm-hmm. who could step up. This is why Valerian Achushkin is number four, and he mm-hmm. hasn't played a game in, in, a, month. in a very, very long time. 
Yeah. So when you're trying to outshoot your problems, you remember that losing streak the Avalanche just went on? This yeah. is where it comes up. This is hmm. this is the problem. So this is it's something to hold on to. And a fun little fact, as I'm deep diving into stat category, you'll never guess who has a hundred percent face off winning percentage on this Ooh. team. Oh, this is a good one. Um, <clears throat> it's got to be someone that has like one face off. He's, he's like one for one or something like that. Uh, ooh, who could it be? Who could it be? Go ahead. Curtis McDermott. I was, you know, just for the heck of it, I was going to throw the name out there because it would have been funny. I When did that happen? I, I can't I, believe that that wasn't a bigger deal when it happened. So he is, he's currently sitting with 100% face-off. And the last little piece That's of funny. leftover I want to throw out there because it's something we can nibble on a little bit. And this mm. is the conversation we kind of touched on yesterday, and it comes with Alexander Yorgiev. Um, the last 12 games Alexander Yorgiev has played. This this dates back to the shutout, the Las okay. Vegas shutout. Alexander Yorgiev in those 12 games has only had four games where he's let up th- less than three goals. Okay. It's been, yeah, and that was two goals, one goal, the shutout, and another two-goal game. It's been three plus for majority of this run. Yeah, um, I mean, and that that's not surprising to me. Uh, but and and you know, I, I'd like to go into uh, maybe like a, a. It wouldn't even be a deep dive. It'd, it'd be simple to look that up. But just scoring is up in the NHL right now, and yeah. and I'm fine with that. Because you know that that's what gets eyes on on the game. I, I'm I'm always down for hey, like like that the the Rangers game, mm-hmm. you know, one nothing game, the majority of that game, and then the Rangers get one late in the third, and then they get you know uh, an overtime one. That's a two to one game, but that was an entertaining one to nothing game for most. You know, what I mean? but that really doesn't get like eyes on the game for maybe the purists they can like watch that and be like there's there even though it's one to nothing there's a lot going on here the league likes that the scoring is 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 up a, a little bit so the fact that that he has that whatever you said it was four out of 12 games was it four he's only held under three and under yep i'm willing to bet that's pretty widespread across the league save for like vancouver and and, and winnipeg <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm willing to bet that's that's not uh, that far fetched to think it's happening to a lot of goalies right now. And I'm not excusing Gergev's play at all. I'm just saying like it's just it just seems like scoring uh, this year. It's 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 like baseball. You know, one year it's a pitcher's season, and then the next it's a hitter season. And right now it's it's a scoring season. Yeah, that's and that's true. I just and it's one of those that it, it showed in the Arizona game that he yeah. let up those. It's and. I think this is more of the trend that he lets up the ugly ones early, quick, usually first shot, second shot, lets up one and cleans it up like in the second and locks it down in the third. Sure. But it's, it's something also to keep an eye on, especially with the game coming up tonight. Like when you, and we have Dallas coming up as well. Like you cannot put yourself in those situations. We talk about having a goalie to steal you a game when nothing else is working. I don't know if we have that in net right now, but it's just still something to keep an eye on because it's usually the first thing everybody, it's the first highlight of every yeah. game is a Yorgiev goal, and you're talking about that, and it sticks in everybody's mind. But I'm putting everything in perspective. 
it it could be as bad as well, you think, and it might not be as bad as you think if you look at a broader view. The league. Well, I mean, we're about to talk about the Canucks game and the yeah. Wild game when it comes to scoring, but just wanted well, to kind the, of throw some numbers at that. No, it's good. It's it, it's good, and, and it you know giving up the first goal has been a big problem for the Avalanche this year. So you were behind the eight ball right away, and yeah, it's happening early. You're you're giving up that first goal within like the first four or five minutes, and now you know. In in one aspect, it's not that big of a deal because you have so much of the game left, and the Avalanche are the top scoring team in the league. So it's like okay, but you don't want to set that tone. That's not the tone that you want to set. Um, to go back to the the thing that you were talking about in, in the beginning was of uh, you know Valanciuskin still being in the top five in this team in shots. That's you know if it's crazy because he he's you know, a top six guys, a top line guy. And it's crazy to think that, you know, he got so many shots in for the games that he was playing that he's still holding his head above water in the top five. Even when you have, you know, we, we love talking about that roaring twenties line and they've been up in, they've been up as, as the second line for a handful of games. So you, they've, they're getting more opportunity and guys like Ross Colin and guys like uh, miles wood. And, you know, like all those guys, like, could not make up ground in a month worth of games. Now you do have a week taken away because of, of uh, the all-star break and all-star week. Um, so maybe you, you subtract three games from that, but still that, you know, th- where, where we keep saying next man up guys got to step up. Uh, I'm not saying guys are not, but that's pretty crazy. Pretty yeah. wild that that a guy that is, is kind of like, okay, here's who's going to slot in, not to take Juskin's spot, but there's got to be a guy who we're propping up that's going to be getting more time, more minutes, uh, more top six minutes, and is, is not producing in terms of shots. Pretty wild. Yeah, on uh, top of the Roaring Twenties line, I mean, that no Lecky, no Jonathan Drewin. Like, well, Lecky's was out for a while, too, with the injury. Yeah. So that, that one doesn't, you know, I kind of eliminate that one, but... Uh, if, Duren, if you're going Duren is a that, that's surprising that is very surprising it, it just kind of puts things in perspective and you're wondering where those shots are going is it being swallowed up by nate and miko like who's stepping up in that spot like when you're looking at who's trying to outshoot the problems it looks like it's just nathan mckinnon taser mccarr and miko ranton that's the other thing you have two defensemen in the top five there i know and, and one of them's not the sam gerard or jack johnson no you're, oh my god craziness um wow okay good stuff all right let's uh, get our first break and we come back we'll talk about this big matchup between the avalanche and the vancouver canucks we'll do that next first let's hear from FanDuel. get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, america's number one sports book because right now new customers can get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any five dollar bet that's a hundred and fifty bucks in bonus bets if your bet wins and god i wish i put some money down on that nba all-star game for the over mm. whatever the the under over under was in that game um they probably doubled it would be my guess did you watch that thing and the slam dunk competition won by a g league guy we we complain about the nhl all-star weekend nba's got it worse if you ask me that was next to unwatchable <laughs> terrible easy money though easy money if yep. you wanted to put some money down on the over 
And you should have done that over on FanDuel. And you can also bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot like all those NBA All-Stars were doing. Uh, FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So if you are just an Avalanche uh, fan and really don't watch other games or pay attention to other games going around, the league kind of like uh, how I am with like football. Like, I, 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 yeah, I watch other games here and there, but I pretty much just focus on the Broncos. Um, you kind of lose track of other games that go on. Yes, there's other games that, that are happening around the league. Uh, there was a wild one in Minnesota Monday night between Vancouver and the Minnesota Wild. And it looked like Vancouver was running away with this thing. They were up four to one, I believe it was. <clears throat> I think it was still the first period when it, when it was four to one. And then just craziness ensued in the third. Not much happened in the second, but in the third, Minnesota scores seven goals in the third period. Two of them empty, empty netters, but hey, a goal is a goal. And they win it 10 to seven. Now it, it was if you want to go to YouTube and just watch like the NHL puts together a nice neat eight, nine minute packages, highlight packages of each game, just go watch that because that third period was just it was nuts. Um, and then you had Casey DeSmith in goal, and because Vancouver is playing a back to back, the second game is this one against the Avalanche, he was just a man on an island. Like they, they couldn't at that stage in the game, maybe if it's in the first. If, if things are going wrong in the first, you can take him out and then he can play tomorrow against the Az, but you don't want that to happen because you, you're pretty much going to put Demko in against the Avalanche. But that late in the game, you can't really make a change. So he was just left there to, to eat this, and that's exactly what happened. I don't know if you watched any of it or, or some of it, but, man, where does this – now, now you have an unhappy Canucks team coming into Ball Arena. Not that they weren't going to be up for it anyway, but now they—they they, it's one of those things where you played so poorly and you're so happy your next game is 24 hours later so you can atone for what the heck just happened. And, and this game bothered me on multiple levels. Minnesota had to get double digits. I have been... I've talked about it on the show. I want Colorado to get double digits so bad. Yeah. It's been the inaugural season since the last time that's happened. Yeah. So, yeah, that for Minnesota that put seven, even though two were empty netters, let's just say five, five in the third, mm -hmm. and embarrass Vancouver. They're coming in to Ball Arena. And again, it's Grateful Dead Night. I will say that every day I can. <laughs> um, Thatcher Demko comes in. And by the way, Thatcher Demko has one more win than Alexander Yorgiev. We mm. talk about wins, wins, wins for Yorgiev. Thatcher Demko has 30. This team is upset and they are mad. And we talk about turning points in a season. The Avalanche needs to see this game as blood in the water mm. because a victory over Vancouver in this current state can send this incredible story of the vancouver canucks and look how far they've come to a spiral and this could affect the the power in the western conference but you don't want mm -hmm. to be the one that vancouver writes the ship 
It says, see, that Minnesota game was a fluke. We hung a seventh spot on Colorado at home. This is one of those, like, there's a lot riding on this game. Yes, they got embarrassed, and they're going to be coming in with their 1A goalie, playing mad, wanting to erase. Like, they have tried so hard this season to be respected and earn their place at the top of the West. And after a game like this, if you have back-to-back embarrassing games, then you're just the Vancouver Canucks that we always know. You're you're a great story, but not a great team. And the Avalanche have to. This is, yes, it it kind of put more pressure on Colorado because you have to really get things done in this game because you don't want to be the footnote where Vancouver righted the ship and got right back to business. You want to also come in with a left hook when Minnesota came with the right. Well, I think Minnesota's have, or is Minnesota. No, they're not. Vancouver is having a a, a great season right now. Yeah. But they are at the the point where it's like they they that's all it's been is, is a great season. Like you you have to now is the the prove it not even right now is not the prove it stage of the season. Like you've proven you've had a good year up until now. Sure, like just how we're saying with the Avalanche uh, they, they they did not have a good road trip. They just want that to be a, a blip on on the radar in terms of the season. And I think Vancouver will look at this game against Minnesota as just that. Things got out of control. Um, there's some pretty wild goals that happened in that game. Go, seriously, go watch that. Just the YouTube summary. Uh, there's some pretty crazy goals that happened. So I, I think they can look at it just like, okay, we're just going to put that behind us. We're excited to get back out right on the ice against you know the, the Avalanche where that is kind of, I don't want to say it's like a litmus test for them just because the way the Avalanche has been playing lately has been so spotty but you know the Avalanche still have the name recognition and they you know they still have the the well we, they just won the cup not that long ago people it's still fresh in people's minds a little bit um, but that might be fading a little bit as well they're gonna come in here ready to go not only because they just lost that game against Minnesota uh, because they lost the game before that to the Jets so they're on a two-game losing streak right now, and they want to end that. So fine, if you want to, if it, the, the losing in the fashion you did to Minnesota is not what you want, but it's a loss just like any other loss would be. And now they have two in a row, and and they want to end that because I mean they're they're ten points up on Vegas right now. Ten. That's how well they're playing. Is there ten points up on who's in second place in that division? So I think they want to they they want to they want to finish. I, I don't say fin- well they do like what's left in the season. They they want to have, have a strong full season, and then when it counts in the playoffs, do what they can do in the playoffs, and then whatever happens, then we'll be looking back. And if they did or did not do anything in the playoffs, is it's to say, okay, well you had a good season, but this is last year's Boston team 2.0. So they they still have a lot to prove, if you ask me. And the last time Vancouver and Colorado faced off was back in November on the 22nd, and Colorado beat them handily 5-2. to two. Mm-hmm. So this could – the Avalanche have done this before, and Vancouver knows this. So they are going to give their A-plus playoff effort because you don't want to go down on a three-game losing streak at this state, especially yeah. to a Colorado Avalanche team when you're looking at their previous games, and it's also kind of laughable. So this is going to be yeah. a really a really good matchup for both teams who want to prove 
where they belong at the top of the Western Conference. Well, look at what the Avalanche just went through on the road and and how the fan base is reacting to that that poor road trip. If Vancouver at this stage in the season has a three-game losing streak, it's not going to be people are questioning them. It's just going to be like, all right, well, th- this is the part of the season where here comes some losses, and let's see how they respond to it. So I think it, it, it benefit the Avalanche to put Vancouver in that spot and, and kind of talk about Vancouver going through a little bit of a rut right now. And then for the Avalanche, if you can win this game in regulation or even overtime, whatever, uh, then that's maybe like you're, you're, you're getting over that hump type of, of thing of we, yeah, what, what, what we went through, not that we're over it, but that is that, that, that would be a, a building block win to get beyond and put that road trip even further in your rearview mirror. So it's a, it's a very big game for many different reasons for both of these teams. So I'm excited for this one. I think it's going to be a, a fun, entertaining game. And these both these teams are going to be going at it. And it wasn't too long ago the Vancouver Canucks were saying, win one for Bruce, win this one for Bruce. And now Bruce is with, what, NHL Network? And you you got Kale McCarr, who's been admittedly struggling as of late, going against Quinn Hughes, his forever rival, mm. your Iron Man Captain America situation. That's also going on. And Vancouver's coming in there, trying to steal all the storylines from Colorado and you have Nathan McKinnon with this point streak at home. Mm-hmm. And what better way to you stop that point streak, walk out with two points, Vancouver's back in business. Let, let's <clears throat> let's get real. It's not it's not Iron Man and Captain America because those two are on our equal levels. This is Batman and Robin. It's exactly oh, what it is. Come on now. Come on, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Let's get it right. All right, uh, let's get one more break in, and then we'll get uh, a couple subtext comments on this game, and then the Nathan McKinnon record. Does it continue against Vancouver? And if it does, how long does it go for? Let's look into the crystal ball. We'll do all of that coming up next. All right, let's hear from Game Time and the Game Time app, because you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. And Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals all in pricing, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So go to down or excuse me, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code locked on for $20 off of your purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create that account and redeem the code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. For $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, couple comments from the subtext crew. Uh, this is from Vargar. Uh, he says the McKinnon. So we're going to be talking about the McKinnon home point streak. He says McKinnon's home point streak ends against a bad team. I think either the Blackhawks, March 4th, no. or Pittsburgh on the 24th. Um, then as far as the Vancouver game, I think uh, Vancouver game will be ugly. Maybe a five to four loss where the Avs spend most of the game on the penalty kill. One of those games, uh, Nate gets a hat trick, but they lose anyway. So, um, yeah, thoughts on that. I think it's funny that he thinks the uh, the the point streak will Pittsburgh. end to get uh, Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure Yager <laughs> will be playing with Pittsburgh by then. Oh, oh, I, I, and going over their schedule, and we'll get to it. I did see that Pittsburgh game. I'm like, yeah, 
man, that would be bad if it would be Pittsburgh, yeah. like the, the buddies, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. And we got Madam Battleaxe here. So she says, for us to secure this, we have to go back to basics, clean up our transitions out of the zone, watch the turnovers, and in all capital letters, move the puck. We just have to adjust with Vancouver. We can't stay in our own head. We have to be fluid and adjust. I got to be honest. I don't think Vancouver is going to let McKinnon anywhere near the net or give him opportunities. They have been watching his style, and if he doesn't change it up, he it will be this game that ends his streak. However, if it does not end tomorrow, I think when we play Dallas, just having bad juju about that game, but maybe Vancouver will take one look at Ball Arena, get so nervous, and just forget how to skate and play hockey, leaving us with a sense of world domination. Or they'll oversleep missing the game. Hey, it could happen. I always love her. She, she throws out those great scenarios that, uh, if they ever happen, would be headline news. I love it. Yep. Matt of Battle Axe is the what if episode yeah. Yeah. For, <laughs> for every possibility. But no, I... I agree. Like the Dallas game does scare me. Looking ahead, Dallas mm-hmm. does scare me. I cannot that team right now. Low key, really good. So let's talk about it. Um, Nathan McKinnon obviously at twenty six game. The first twenty six home games of this season, he has scored, um, and that is all time second place now, only to Wayne Gretzky, who scored in forty. And that year that Gretzky scored 40, that was all of the home games. There was only 40 home games that year. So he scored in all of them. So he could beat this thing. He could get 41 and he could be the all-time leader in that every single home game plus one uh, over Gretzky. Now, I mean, that he's still got a ways to go, obviously. Um, but in looking at the schedules, or and this is the, this is the beauty of this, this could happen Tuesday night against Vancouver. It could happen the last game of the season, uh, which I think they play Edmonton. Yeah, against Edmonton. So it could happen anywhere in between. You gen- that's that you generally have no clue. So this is just a crapshoot. Uh, what do you think? Where 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 could this potentially end or not end for Nathan McKinnon? And see, that's the thing about this. Uh, with Nathan McKinnon, he needs to ask Ovechkin how does it feel to sit in second place behind Gretzky. You can look at Ovechkin, it ages you 15 years. You don't want to be there. But right. and, and that's the thing. Like, I, there are a couple games that you can, like the Pittsburgh game, that would could get hairy. The Dallas game is the number one game that scares me mm-hmm. on the way this goes. But with Nathan McKinnon, we've already seen his face get destroyed for a week and a half. Yeah. It could be one of those that he takes an injury and he doesn't get it settled on the ice. He could just miss a game. And how does that work? I don't know if, oh man, I I don't, I think they'd get taken away from him if he missed a a game because that, that game is being played and he's not playing in it. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Okay. I don't want to think about that, man. Yeah. I don't want to think that it does this to injury. It's, it's Colorado Avalanche hockey. It's, it's injuries are a part of the game. So there's so many variables that go into this for Nathan McKinnon to be in second place. We mentioned Yager earlier, but like all the incredible players that have played the game for Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche drafted from the Avalanche to be behind Wayne Gretzky on one of these records. It's a it's an incredible feat. We'll give it to him. This is an incredible storyline when there has been a lot to cheer about lately for the Avalanche. 
but you would like yeah. to see you would like you don't want it to end tonight. It's Grateful Dead night. You don't want it to end tonight against the Canucks, but it's one of those that the the closer and closer he gets to that mark, the heavier and heavier that that becomes something he has to bear. I think Vargar's on to something here about it being against, you know, a lesser team. Mm. Simply because you know it's Nathan McKinnon, you would expect him to get up for a game like against Vancouver. You would expect him to get up for a game like Dallas. So uh, and then again, you would think he he would just be able to run over a team like the Blackhawks. But um, I don't know. I, I think he might. I think Vargar's onto something there. But where I'm looking, if this can go, this can go a little while. The end of March. They the last five games in the month of March are all at home. So if he can get to that, that that could be where it gets tough. You have five straight home games and you got to score in all of those. I think that's when it could end. And that would stink because he's at the end of March and you only have a little bit of April. Uh, you would have one, two, you'd have. Uh, one, two, three, four more games left in April to run the gamut of all home games. Uh, but but maybe it happens there where you're just because the simple fact of playing five straight games at home, it's tough to score in five straight games. So maybe that to me, maybe that's that's where it happened. And those games are uh, Blue Jackets, the Penguins game that Vargar was talking about, Montreal. So three teams that are you know you should be able to do it against the Rangers, and then the Predators. That's that's the one. That's Predators. The one. It's you get through the end of that gauntlet. You you make it. You're pushing. You're going all the way. And Nashville's going to do some catfish throwing, too many men on the ice, <laughs> hijinks, yeah. and going to rob Nathan McKinnon of that record. I tell you, if he if he makes it that far, we have a month and a half to go to get to that yeah. point. If he gets through that and you and you get into April and you just have those four games left, it's done. It's in the bag. It's in the bag if he can get through March. So let's say that if he can get through March, Nathan McKinnon will have will score in every single home game. I would I would go to FanDuel and stake anything on it. Yeah, wow. have that the, is we still got a long way to go. He'll have the right. full fish bowl. Oh, so he does not don't don't touch here yep. yes full face full cage do it so we're, we're safe i love yep. it <laughs> uh all right uh that will wrap it up for today kyle and i will be back tomorrow to uh break down this abs and canucks game should be a good one all right that'll wrap it up for today thank you for tuning in making it your first listen of the day always appreciated he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Enjoy the game. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.